Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the new episode of the Women Economics Initiative podcast. This is the fifth episode of a new podcast series on the econ job market. The goal of this series is to collect valuable information about the job market, to gather tips on how to ace it, and finally, to discuss the experiences of previously successful candidates. I'm Jelena Todorovic-Bojevic, head of the events at WE and your host this year. Today, I'm joined by Elisa Farchetti, who you already know. She's a postdoctoral fellow at the Institute for Fiscal Studies and the Assistant Professor of Economics at the University of Rome, Tor Vergata, as of fall next year. Elisa's research interests lie in applied microeconomics, economics of crime, economics of education, and public economics. In this specific episode, we will discuss flyouts and how they look like and how one should prepare for them. And as a bonus topic, we will touch on negotiating with your future employer. Dear Elisa, welcome back to the WE podcast. I am happy to have you as a guest one more time. Hi, Elena. It's actually great to be back. <laughs> so happy to see you again and to discuss one more super important part of the job market procedure, and those are flyouts. This is probably the last stage of the job market journey and maybe the crucial one because there and then people decide whether to hire you or not. And you, on the other hand, decide which position to take. Then you make decision where you will live in the future, with whom you will work in the future. So I guess this is also one of, if not the most important decision that you will make during the job market. Can we slowly start talking about that, such that you tell us and, and our audience what are flyouts, what is their structure, what should one know about them before we dive into what are some of the tips how to prepare for those? Yes, of course. When you do interviews, after a while, if they like you, if you're a good match, blah, blah, and so on and so forth, they invite you for flyouts. Mm -hmm. So flyouts are daily visits mm -hmm. at a department, mm -hmm. if they are in person, because then we're going to talk about online flyouts. But let's suppose they are in person. Yes. So you, you are invited to spend a day there. The main part of this day is when you present your paper. So you give a seminar. Often the seminar is either one hour and 15 minutes or one hour and 30 minutes. And then you stay there during the day and you have meetings with faculty and or PhD students before and after the seminar. And then often the day ends with a dinner with the faculty. Okay. So you're really there for a whole day and you usually don't have lots of break. <laughs> yes. You should be prepared not to have any break, actually. Okay, wow. Just um, when, when it comes to organizational things, do you at least come uh, for a flyout one day before the actual flyout and return actually the day after? Or does everything need to be packed in that one specific day? So I'm just w wondering how much of a rest do you actually have for that? I mean, no. So this depends where you are based and where the flyout is. Okay. But in general, uh, if you have in-person flyouts, then you would think at least to get the day before and after for traveling. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, that's good. 
Yes. So the big difference between in-person and online flyouts is that in in-person flyouts, you need to make some space for traveling, while potentially online flyouts, you can also schedule one just after the other. So one day, one flyout, the other day, another yes. flyout. Even though I have to admit, I already dislike online flyouts. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> If there is the possibility, then I'd encourage candidates to go for in-person flyouts. Last year was a bit unfortunate. I only had one in-person flyout and then I made some visits, but it was such a better experience under so many points of view. Yes, I see. I see. And, and I totally second you on that. Uh, I think it's... Um much better for you i mean interviews i can swallow that they are online i can see that we also save lots of costs and reduce co emissions through not flying out, uh, out just for the interviews but for the flyouts i i believe that it is indeed crucial to feel the chemistry of the department that would like to host you and and that they also feel you as well yes, so if yes. we move back to the structure of that day so yeah. you, So it doesn't have to mean that your day will start with presentation, but presentation, again, is going to be one of the crucial things and main takeaways and signals for the department and for all the members that they're going to listen to you. So when it comes to that, is it the job market paper that you're presenting there? And overall, can you also give us some, some kind of tips how to best prepare for that? It's definitely important to be... Well prepared, but from your experience, how, how it looked like and what was important indeed. So you always present your job market paper. That's basically what your job market paper is, is made for. Um, your presentation needs to be very polished. But at this stage, I wouldn't worry too much about it because you have, you should have presented it and polished it many, many times in the previous months. So it's not just something that you prepare between Christmas and the first flyouts. Uh, normally, it's something that you have already prepared. You already had your mock um, presentations. So it's something that you should already have there. So personally, to me, in the days before the flyouts, that wasn't the main concern. Because at that stage, just keep in mind that candidates are super well prepared on this. What is more challenging is when you present your job market paper is to handle questions well, be again very professional but also open to questions. It's a bit more challenging than a normal seminar because the audience wants to see how you answer questions and what are you able to, 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 to say and not to say, what's your, what are your strengths, how you can handle the audience themselves. Often the challenges just learn how to handle questions from from the floor yes yes i guess that that can be very challenging but on the other hand we hopefully have our whole phd to train ourselves uh, during the conferences and internal seminars how to deal with questions so it's yes. i i believe a muscle that you can train uh, throughout the year yes exactly i agree awesome Awesome. So then that part is over. You're happy with uh, how your presentation went. You're happy with how you handled the questions. And then you meet faculty members. 
Do you meet only senior people? Do also juniors want to meet you? Do you also meet with PhD students? And how do actually these meetings look like? Do you discuss research or do you discuss more personal questions such as how things really look like at the department? So how would you use that? Or actually, how have you used that during your job market? Yeah, so this really depends on uh, the, the departments. So in the days before or just the day before, you're going to receive the schedule for the meetings. And again, I'd encourage students, same as for the interviews, to look for the people that they're going to meet. But in general, my advice would be also for flyouts, you need to be very well prepared on who are at the faculty and what they do, especially if you meet them, of course. Um, you can meet either faculty, senior, junior, or students as well. This depends on the department. And that, again, the topic of the meetings might change. So often it would be that they ask you some questions in the spirit of the interviews. So if it's before the seminar especially, they might ask you to talk about some other projects you have. If it's after the seminar, it might be they have some clarifying questions on the job market paper you presented. So you need to be prepared to talk about your job market paper and also the other papers. But again, on this, I wouldn't worry so much because after all the preparations that we, we saw last, last time for interviews, then you should be very well equipped to answer these questions. What's different from the interviews is that in during meetings you can also ask yourself some other questions so that's the last stage of the selection and your selection comes into play as well so you want to collect as many information as you can on the type of department what is the environment there how it would be if you were to join them so again this depends on the meeting of course but this might be the occasion where you can ask any other questions you might have so think about the research budget, think about teaching allocation, PhD students, administrative roles, any other questions you might have. Also simply how it is to live in, in this city, the atmosphere in the department. How many seminars do you have? Do you participate to the seminars? Any type of questions that, that might help you make a decision, that could be the right moment to ask them. And especially because those are private, uh, people hopefully will be more open and uh, wouldn't actually like to hide anything from you and they could actually be very sincere uh, when they're giving you answers. And I guess it's a good strategy to see whether people align with their answers because then you know whether some things are really true or, or maybe not. Yeah, this is more difficult to do on spot, but <laughs> in the long run, hopefully. You have also mentioned uh, to us that last year when you were on the job market, you experienced both flyouts, online flyouts and also in-person flyouts. Yes. Mm, how would you compare those to us? Do they, even though when they're online, do they last the same or is something different? Uh, you told us that you liked much better in person. So can you just compare that for us such that we, we just simply see how it looks like? Yes, so the online flyouts, they have the same structure, but of course they are virtual. 
The only thing that might change is you don't have dinner. Sometimes you have some sessions at the end of the day where you just chat freely, but you don't have it for, of course, you, you, you don't eat together. But the meeting part, the seminar part is the same. Um, it's a bit more difficult to be focused during virtual flyouts because you sit all day on your desk in front of a camera. So what I liked a lot about the, the in-person flyouts is that if you are tired, you can ask to go for a walk together with some faculty members and, and you look at what's happening around you, how, how is the department. And this is just much more pleasant than just staying in your office, sit on, on, a, on a desk. Indeed, I can, I can completely understand that part. As you say, you can also take a look at the city because you will be making decision where you will be living for the next couple of years or maybe even for the rest of your life. So it, it indeed makes sense to, to visit in person. You need to picture yourself in that place. And yes. it's just much easier to do it if you're there. Absolutely. Absolutely. When it comes to flyouts, what would be some maybe practical things that um, you would also give as, as tips in a sense, when to arrive the day before, should you use the whole day to uh, maybe walk around or um, should you try to get nice sleep? Uh, what kind of also you, you would be surprised sometimes when you talk to people, they also give some advices on what kind of clothes you should wear, should it be more formal, informal. I'm, I'm really not sure whether all of those things are, are important, but uh, from your experience, what, what worked uh, for you? Yes. So if uh, you are lucky enough and so you're invited for an in-person flyout, I would for sure allow to have time the day before and the day after. The day before, then of course, you have some constraints that depend on transportation. So it's not entirely up to you. But the day before, I would arrive there with some time so that you can go to your hotel have dinner and go to sleep early. That's that's the natural thing that everybody would do. The day after, if you have time, you can also take some, some, some hours to rest or maybe to go for a walk in the city you are. Also to understand the place you are, to see the campus, to see the city and so on. In terms of clothing, I would go for a formal slash smart clothing, but this is the same as you would wear in conferences or presentations. Amazing. Then people finish their flyouts and after some time they receive inv not invitations to join the department, they receive job offers and, and hopefully people get more than one offer. Then they should make decision whether and how to, how to join. But one thing that I wasn't aware of that this is the part where negotiating can start with your future employer and can you tell us from your experience just briefly what does this mean because I think that many of us were not aware of that yes me neither before before receiving this offer <laughs> so I understand well this is probably one of the most difficult part of of the entire process So you've done your flyouts and it's likely that you have enjoyed many of them. Eventually, mm -hmm. it's just important to emphasize how these days are, are rich in terms of stimuli and 
and exciting things you might you might hear mm. you might meet very exciting people and and very interesting people so after having done all these flyouts then yes. hopefully you have some offers and you need to decide upon them mm. there's an entire part of this decision that depends on you your personal situation uh, yes. or all the personal yeah. sphere and this is just the personal decisions that might be different for each of us so there's all this this in, very important component yes and then there is a component that is more related to uh, the profession itself and this mm. might entail some bargaining and negotiations yes of if you think about it this is this is trivial because you are receiving an offer Mm-hmm. And as in all job offers, in all jobs in the world, you might have some bargaining power. And so you might try to negotiate it. So I wasn't prepared to do that, but I was lucky enough to have, again, my professional support group who was ready yes. to help me. So my advice in this case would be to talk to your mentors a lot, yes, your advisors a lot. Equally useful for me were peers who went through the job market in the previous years and yes. that help you uh, understanding how you can navigate this negotiation process. In general, I would say it's useful to ask rather than not ask as a general piece of advice. But then again, double check with the other people. Eventually, information helps us make better decisions. This is what economics teaches us. Absolutely. And thank you so much for mentioning that because I'm sure that many, many, many people are not aware that this exists. In my opinion, that was completely absent and non-existent. Uh, but in the end, it can, it can indeed prove to be important. So get ready for that part as well. And now we are at the end of the job market. Congratulations, you have received your job. Now you, you can enjoy and, and be relaxed after the job market season. So overall, when you look back at the job market and the job market experience, how was it for you? Was it really very stressful? Would you go through it again if you if you had to? Or how did you maintain, let's say, some kind of not work-life balance, but trying not to be overtaken by, by the amount of stress? Another tricky question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, I mean, the, the, the preparation to the job market is tough because I think it entails a lot of uncertainty from the one hand and from the other hand, a lot of work. You need to be prepared on different aspects. You have your job market paper and, and your introduction. You have the slides. You have the package. You have the interviews and the spiel. So you have many different things that you need to be prepared on. My uh, experience was actually very positive and it was much more positive than I expected. So before the beginning of the interviews and then the flyouts, I had as probably a lot of candidates, a lot of uncertainties. I didn't know what was going to happen. But then the process was much more enjoyable than I thought. Indeed, people, the majority of people, they're nice and they are truly interested in what you're doing. 
And it's just nice for the first time to prove yourself and see that all the hard work you've been doing in the past years, it actually pays back. If I could give myself an advice going back, I would just ask myself to be a bit more confident or trust myself more. Because eventually, while you do the interviews and the flyouts, you realize you really know your stuff. I think one of the most useful advice I received in the beginning of my PhD was remember that the person who's most expert on your paper is yourself. And that's indeed true. And, and so just trust yourself, trust your preparation. You are self-selected in these positions. You, you, you have selected yourself so many times. By that time, you're ready to to explore what's going to be next. Amazing. I mean, you have even given us uh, a tip that I would ask you, what would you tell to everyone? But then I think that by giving this tip to your younger self, this is exactly what we needed to hear. Trust in yourself. You can definitely do it. You have proved so many times along your way that you're worth it. So try to enjoy the process a bit more despite all the stress because in, in the end, it should be a pleasure. And you have chosen this profession because you love it and just try to find the best spot for you. So I yes. know it, it sounds much easier than it is actually in practice. Yes, I know. I remember myself receiving all these advices and, and thinking... I don't care, but it's actually <laughs> true. Another maybe another maybe important point, which is much more practical, is you're gonna benefit in the in the following months and years of your career from all these meetings and interactions that you've had. You're gonna meet a lot of people, so not only you're gonna land in hopefully a good job, but also with much more connections. That's actually a super bright thing about about the job market process. And I was, again, completely unaware of that. I wasn't thinking about it, never that way. So, Elisa, it was so pleasurable to, again, have you as my guest today to discuss the flyouts and learn about how things work and also about tips and tricks, how you can best go through the process. Thank you so much for giving us so valuable information and lots of tips. I really enjoyed a lot. Thank you, Yelena. It was great. And let, let's do it again then. <laughs> Definitely. Let's do it again. Maybe I can actually even ask our audience right now to thank them first for listening to us. And, and then they can also suggest on what other topic can and Lisa and I talk next time when, when I host her for the podcast. Thanks a lot for listening to us today. Stay tuned and good luck, best of luck on the job market this year to all of the candidates. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The views expressed in WE podcasts are those of the interviewers and the guests and do not necessarily reflect the opinion of the organization, its partners, other members, or any other affiliated people and organizations. We'd also like to thank Maddie Stevenson for writing and recording our original theme song. For anyone who would like to learn more about the Women in Economics Initiative, please find us online as well as on most social media channels.